In 1 Peter chapter 3 and in verse 15, the Bible says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Are we always ready to give a defense? Some translations use the word answer. There are a lot of questions that are asked, and naturally, an answer is expected. And so when someone asks, why do you believe what you believe? Or why do you live the lifestyle that you choose? We must be ready to give an answer. And you know, sometimes we may feel, I don't have all the answers. But there is someone that does. And there is someone that has given us a place where we can go to find all the answers. And God has done that through giving us His Word. And thus, it is important to know what the Scripture says. And let me give you a few reasons why. Number one, in John chapter 5 and verse 39... Jesus said, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they that testify of me. Don't you want to have eternal life? After all, this life is only for a little while. James teaches us that it is just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. The Hebrew writer said in chapter 9 and verse 27 that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Through knowledge of the scriptures, I find I can have eternal life, and I can learn more about Jesus, who gives me that hope of eternal life. And then when I learn about Jesus, I find that he is in fact God's only begotten Son. And as Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, that it is profitable for doctrine, for approval, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the men of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped, and do every good work. I can find what God's will is for my life. I can find how I'm supposed to live in order to be pleasing to him that I may have that everlasting life. And then I begin to find that God's will is indeed straight from God and not man. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and in verse 21, Peter explained that prophecy never came by the will of men, but... Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. God told man what to say, and man tells us. This is what God... So as I'm giving that answer, everything that I'm doing, I have a thus, saith the Lord. Paul said it this way in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17. He says, whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. I have to have the right 
authority for everything I do. And I learned from Ephesians chapter 4 that there is one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. It is indeed from God that I have the authority to do these things. And when I'm sufficiently able to give an answer, I'm sufficiently able to live a lifestyle that is pleasing unto God, I can rest assured that what I am saying and what I am doing is acceptable in God's sight. It does please Him. And that's why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 to be diligent, or some translations say, to study to show yourself approved unto God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I know what the scripture teaches, and therefore I've got to put into practice what it teaches. And so, knowing the scriptures is very important, but it's also important to know where. When you go back and think about through the ages of how paper and other styles have changed, can you imagine hearing somebody read and wondering where it was and having to go back and find the right scroll? having to find exactly what part of the scroll things were written, and now how things are much easier when we have it divided into books, chapters, and verses. Imagine being the Son of God. As Jesus was being tempted by the devil there in Luke chapter 4, every time that Satan tried to get him to do something he knew he shouldn't do, he said, it is written, or it has been said. He could tell you exactly what was said, and you exactly where to go to find the source. Or put your mind in that of the Ethiopian youth. As he was traveling down the road, reading from the prophet Isaiah, he was understanding, or trying to, exactly who he was speaking about. And we find that Philip approached him and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. He knew what was said. He knew what was written about. And indeed, he had an impact. Because as the scripture goes on, we find indeed that he saw water and knew that there was nothing indeed that was hindering him from being baptized. Or what about the Apostle Paul? Later in Acts chapter 17, we find in verse 2 that his custom was, he went in unto them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, whom I preach to you, is the Christ. Can you imagine the things that Paul would have to know, the questions that he would have to be asked, and how he was able to indeed defend the faith? And so it's important to know 
where things are, but we also have to know what things actually say. Sometimes we can read one thing and understand something, and then we might go back later and say, you know, I hear that a little bit differently. I didn't think I heard exactly what I heard. Perhaps I might have misunderstood. Is the preacher telling me accurately? Is the Bible class teacher telling me accurately? Are my friends, are my family members telling me the right things? I can't just take someone's word for it. I have to go to the source. And in Acts chapter 17, later in verse 11, Paul said about those in Berea were more fair-minded or more knowledgeable than those in Thessalonica. And that they received the word with all readiness, and they searched the scriptures daily to see whether such things were so. Does it really say what is claimed to be said? Why? Because we cannot trust everyone proclaiming the word. Peter issued a warning in Second Peter chapter 3. He said there in verse 16 that there's some that are untaught and they twist to their own destruction as they also do the rest of the scriptures. It's easy to take one verse out here and another out there and say, well, I want it to mean this. But you see, we can't do that. Because earlier in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 20, we learned that there is no prophecy of scripture that is of any private interpretation. God said what he meant, and he meant just what he said. And so we have to ask ourselves, do we understand what God is saying? Are we trying to speak for him, or do we let him speak for himself? That's what Paul did. Several times throughout his writing, he asked, what does the scripture say? and then read exactly as it was written, or even say directly, the scripture says. Perhaps there are those like those in Matthew chapter 22, who came to Jesus asking concerning the issue of the resurrection, and you find what was ironic about this is that the Sadducees asked him, when in fact they did not believe in the resurrection. And Jesus told them in verse 29 of Matthew chapter 22, You are mistaken not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. It's very sad not to know what the scriptures teach. But on the other hand, indeed, it is commendable to know. After all, Paul commended Timothy for knowing. He said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, or chapter 3, there in verse 15, From childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. The Scriptures make you wise for salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. I can only know that if I know what the Scriptures teach. Do we know the scriptures? 
Can we accurately give a defense? Are we to be rebuked for lack of knowledge? Or are we to be commended in our knowledge? Are we growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? Tonight, and if there is one tonight that needs to respond to the invitation, we encourage you to come as together we stand and sing.